Hello, everybody. Hi, this is Tom with the Ramble Redhead Show. Just want to let you know that I wanted to do a quick show uh, to talk about what had happened um, in regards with my mom. Um, it, it, of course, the sad event happened back on September 25th, and I think now this is like the finally the one day I think I can actually talk about it um, without getting, you know, quite emotional, but. Um, I just wanted to let people know, and I just want to thank all the people, whether you be on Twitter or Facebook or private messages or emails or cards or whatever. I just want to say that I really do appreciate all the, you know, kind words and and uh, people who reached out to me to talk and uh, or said something on their podcast about, uh, you know, my mom. I just want to say thank you all very much for doing that. Because uh, this has been a very horrible moment in my life, and uh, it's not something I'm going to soon forget. And um, and to be honest with you, this is always one of my biggest fears: like when would it happen, how it would happen, and 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 be perfectly honest with you, um, my mom and dad both smoked, um, you know, when they were younger, and they stopped smoking about 15 years ago, and unfortunately. Uh, the damage was already done as far as with my mom. She had emphysema. Uh, she had some issues with her lungs. She was on oxygen. So to be honest, we all thought that it would probably be that that would uh, take her from us. But um, fate decided something else. And and it happened back on September 25th. And I have to say that it was just a, you know, a normal day for everyone. Um, and, you know, days prior to that, I, you know, every day I communicate with her somehow, whether it be on, uh, you know, texting or we're playing games online together or we're actually having a phone conversation or we're talking in person and uh, everything was fine, um, you know, up until that Friday. And what happened was I had to do a, a conference call and uh, it was mandatory and we had to be on this call. And all of a sudden I get a call from my sister and I'm like, uh, well, I couldn't take the call because I was on my phone at the time when she called. So I sent her a text. I say, hey, I'm sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm on a conference call. But um, uh, I can call you, you know, back when it's over. And then all of a sudden I get a text back that mom was in the hospital. And I said, well, what happened? And she says, instead of responding with anything or calling call me back, she um, texts, call dad. And so I try to reach my father, and no answer. I try to call her, no answer. Um, so I was, you know, freaking out. And I'm like about an hour away from home. And I'm like, I can't get a hold of anybody, so I don't know what's going on. And, you know, so of course, you think the worst. You know, you don't know what's going on. And the thing is that, you know, my mom has had, like, uh, issues with pneumonia and things like that. And so then she's always gotten better. Um, but then what happened was I rushed to the the hospital that I, that I was told that she was at um, by my sister. And I go there, and we find out that she had some uh, bleeding in the, her brain. And so it was, we were all, you know, quite shocked because, you know, of course you don't expect something like this. And so we're waiting, and then they said that we don't, they don't have the doctors there to be able to do anything. Um, and, you know, so I go see her and she's hooked up to all these machines and it's just unbelievable. And you just seeing her there and it's kind of like they had, um, put her, 
like in type of a coma to make sure that the, the damage didn't get worse. And, and there's my dad, and he's sitting there with her. And then I see my brother and my sister, and we had some family friends that were there. And and I was, I was just, to be honest with you, I was just in shock. I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't understand it. Um, and then all of a sudden, the nurse comes in, and she says, well, we just want to let you know that we're going to try to move her to another hospital. Um, or if we can do that, then we're going to probably either move her to Fort Wayne or Indianapolis. Now, Fort Wayne is about an hour and a half. And um, Indianapolis is like well over three hours. So we were like, oh, we really hoped that that wouldn't have to be the case. But it looked like it was going to have to happen. And then all of a sudden we get a phone call and it's the, the nurse answers and she says we'd like to talk to, you know, to my dad. And then the doctor is talking to her and they said they looked at the scan that they did. And they said based on where it is, they felt that uh, they could be able to do surgery and that... Um, uh, and, you know, the chance of recovery was very high. And, um, and you know, so we were all a little hopeful. And, um, and then the next thing you know, they uh, said, well, we're going to have to helicopter her over to Fort Wayne. And um, we're like, okay. And, and so, you know, they're getting her ready. And, uh, you know, they're switching her from the the one, uh, I don't know, gurney or whatever, bed or whatever, you know, to this, uh, um, I can't think of the word, uh, to take her to the ambulance and they're going to take her to the, where the helicopter was. And, you know, and then the nurse takes off her rings and hands them to my dad. And I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this, but I'm going to try because I know people have been wondering and, and I think it's also good for me to talk about it and hopefully you know, to go through, you know, what happened. Um, but so they they hand her the rings to my dad, and he just, the look on his face was just uh, heartbreaking. And, and so then they, you know, put her onto the, I can't think of the word, the, the card or whatever. I don't know what the word is. I'm sorry. But. Anyway, they, we all get to, we all say, uh, you know, not goodbye, but to give her a kiss and, you know, and then she's going, we'll see her in Fort Wayne and uh, we're, you know, watch her and they take her away and it was just very sad and, um, and I was trying so hard to be, you know, strong for my dad and my sister and my brother and the, you know, the people that were there and I was like, Oh, my God. And then Roger was at work, and so he came right to the hospital, and he was there for, for me. Um, and he's been there for me through this whole thing, like you wouldn't believe. And I cannot tell you how lucky I am, uh, you know, because of him. And um, so anyway, they so we then leave the hospital to go home, and then we're all going to be driving separately to Fort Wayne. And so I get home, and I'm, like, trying to, to get everything done that, you know, getting stuff packed so we can get going. So because more likely if they're going to do surgery, they have to do a surgery right away. And, and so we're, we're all scrambling to get, get going. And see, where I live, where my, um, my brother, my sister, and my dad live, they live about 30 miles or so uh, east of me. So they were able to leave sooner. They were able to get there quicker. And, uh, and then I was going a different route. And 
So Roger and I are getting stuff loaded, and you know, and as this is going on, um, you know, it's it's like I don't know, maybe half hour, an hour, and we're getting ready to leave, and all of a sudden my phone ring, you know, chimes. I'm getting a text message, and it's from his sister, and she says, uh, "Doctor contacted dad. Uh, doesn't look good. Ten uh, percent recovery." And that's when I lost it. I just was bawling like you can't believe. I was so upset. And, you know, and thank, you know, again, thank God for Roger. Um, he helped, you know, me. And he goes, you know, Tom, you know, you know, let's just go. Let's just get going and we'll find out and we'll go from there. And so I'm just reeling from this and I'm just very upset. And we're, we're in the way on the way there. And, you know, and I'm just crying and I'm like just, you know, losing it because um, I'm really very, very close to my mom and we've had our ups and downs over the years. But the bottom line is that no matter what, I, I love her with all my heart. And, and this was just so unbearable, so unimaginable that I, I just couldn't, you know, accept it right away. And I was just in shock. And we're on the way. And like I said, it was the hour and a half drive from hell. And I'm crying and Roger's driving and he's holding my hand and he's rubbing my, you know, like he was just trying to be there for me. And, and it, it was very, very hard. And then we, then on the way there, I get a phone call from my, or I get a text from my sister, and she's asking where I am, and I'm like, I'm on the way, and we, and there was an accident, and so it was just delaying everything, and it was just really bad, and all of a sudden, I get a phone call, and it's from my brother, and he basically says, um, there's nothing we can do, the damage is severe, they're not going to do surgery, they don't think she's going to make it through surgery, and, uh, and he's crying, and I'm crying, and it, it just... It was so incredibly sad, and and then I said at one point I said, "Oh great, I'm we're rushing to get there so I can watch her die," and and I'm just it was just so unbelievable. And I then we finally get to the hospital, and this is the one part I didn't understand because they had her like in the like intensive care area or whatever. And then they said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to move her to a room, which I didn't understand because they said that there wasn't anything they do. And, and I don't know if they, you know, wanted to give us privacy. I don't know, but they move it. They move her to another room and we're all there and we're all just sitting there. We're, we're taking turns holding her hand and dad's on one side and the kids were taking turns. And, and then you could just see as she was laying there and, and my dad is going, oh, my God, this day sucks. This is unbelievable. And, you know, he has always been a very strong, confident, um, you know, he, he really wasn't a man that would show his emotions a lot. And here he was getting choked up and crying. You know, the, he's known this woman for 63 out of the 79 years of his life. It was just um, you know, a, amazing, beautiful relationship. They were they were married for fifty nine years, but they knew each other for four more um, when they first met, and it was just um, you know amazing 
relationship, and I always was in awe of their love that they had for one another. And and he just sat there and he held her hand, and we all, like I said, all took turns. And and then you could just see her blood pressure and her pulse just start to to go down. And it was just. It was just so incredibly sad, and I'm sitting there, and I'm holding her hand, and and I kept saying, I love you, Mom, I love you, <laughs> and it was just so incredibly hard to, to do this and see this, and all of us are emotional, and and then um, what happened was I was sitting at the like her foot of her bed, and then... Um, I moved over to the right, and I was holding her hand, and you could see all the monitors, and and you could just see that she was, you know, starting to, you know, decline, and 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 I just want to tell you one thing that really upset me was they had like this nurse practitioner, and I don't know her name. I wish I did, so I could tell you. And if you live in Fort Wayne, if you by chance are a listener of Fort Wayne, that you stay away from this this woman um, because she was just. Cause, because I get it that if you're in the medical field that you see this every day, you see life, you see death, you you see this. And this woman was just like, oh, she, what happened? You know, she had an aneurysm and like, they're like, yes. Does she have high blood pressure? No. Does she have uh, diabetes? No. And she was just like shocked that when we kept saying no, 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 no to all of her questions. And she's like, no. And then there was one part where... It got me very upset that I had my aunt and my my cousin and her partner were coming up, and they were wanting to be there for us because we had been there for the, for them when, unfortunately, my one uncle had passed away a while ago, and they wanted to come up and you know and be there for us. And so as they're on the way, my I don't know if it was my brother or my sister, but they had you know called them to give them an update and to find out where they were. And, uh, well, we found out that they were like an hour away. And when we got the phone call that they were an hour away, um, the nurse practitioner was there at the time and heard it and said, um, well, they're not going to, she's not going to make it. And so, or meaning they're not going to make it in time because, you know, she was, like I said, declining. And then all of a sudden, I, I moved over to the side, and I was holding her hand, and I just kept saying, I love you, Mom. I love you. And we're just sitting there, and I kept my head down as I was holding her hand. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, the you know, machines didn't beep. They didn't make any noise. They didn't, you know, like you see in the TV and the movies and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, these two nurses came in, and they were, um, you know, checking the heartbeat and stuff. And then all of a sudden... The nurse just looked at me and she said, she's gone. And, and I just, you know, I just lost it. I, you know, like anybody would, I just sat there stunned and crying and, and we were all just in shock and we just couldn't believe it. And, and my father would just sat there and then he cried and, and it was just, it was just, it was incredible. And but if anything I can say is that I'm, if you can take any comfort in in this, is that she went quietly. wasn't, you know, long lingering thing. Well, she wasn't in pain. You know, she had no. You know, there. You know, none of that was going on. So, 
Um, you know, because I've heard and I've read and I've seen and I've heard stories about people who don't have a, you know, a quiet passing like that. And, you know, and I guess if anything, I'm, if you can say you're glad for something that I was glad that, that that had happened. And, and we just sat there in the room and we were just quiet and stunned and we all had our moment with her and, and, and then the weird thing is, like, not even a minute or a few minutes after she passed away, this pastor came in, which my folks are not very religious, and they, they really didn't want anybody like that there. But um, the pastor came in, and, and this just happened. My mom had just passed away, and we're all, you know, hugging each other and, you know, and trying to console one another. And all of a sudden, this pastor comes in, and he goes to my dad, and he goes, Mr. Keel, I'm, you know, or... Fuck it, you all know my name on Facebook anyway. I don't give a fuck anymore. But anyway, he just says, um, he says, well, Mr. Keel, I'm so sorry for your for your loss. And and then he's like, well, how do you want to deal with the arrangements? And and I was so angry right then. You know, it's just that you know why won't they just leave people alone when this just happened? I mean, it just happened. It's not like an hour ago. It's not an hour later. It's not even 15 minutes. It wasn't. It was just horrible that they did what they did. And then my father said, "Well, we want this to happen, and we wanted to go to. You know, there's a. a, a my mother was my mother was going to be cremated, and so they wanted her to be sent to this place, and then they were going to cremate her, and then you know we were going to go from there." And so he's this past this pastor or whatever is like shaking as he's talking to my dad, and I don't know if he's new or what, but it was just infuriating, um, you know, and you know, asking these questions, and my you know my dad is just sitting there and he's just stunned, he's just shocked, and it was just so heartbreaking, and um, and so you know, and then we all had our time with her, and then. I, you know, I realized that, you know, we were going to stay there as long as we had to because it would, she passed away on 1120 that night and we were going to stay there as long as dad wanted to. And we just sat there and we talked and, and, you know, we all said goodbye to her. And then I was like the last one and Roger and I were in there and then I just started crying again. And I just realized that I'm never going to see her again. And it just... It just broke my heart, and I'm just crying, and I'm just like, I, I just, I just couldn't believe it, and, and I just, I just said, Mom, I love you so much, and I just, I just couldn't believe that it was, she was gone like that, and, you know, and I've always told her every day that I love her, and I knew and I was comforted by that, that I knew that she knew that I loved her. And it's, but, you know, some people don't get a chance to do that. And so, I mean, that is something that I will never, I mean, I, I feel comfortable about that she, um, she always knew that. And I always knew that she loved me. And um, it was just, uh, it, there was no question on that, Mark. But the thing was, I just realized that I was never going to see her again. And I, I brushed her hair, and I kissed her, and I said, Mom, I just, I love you so much. And I just, I just was so 
so sad and, and heartbroken. And, and I was just like, I just couldn't believe it. I just was so raw right then. And, and then we went out and, and we hugged everybody again. And then we're all getting ready to leave. And because it's like 1230 now and it's really late and we all have to make that drive home. Dad did not want to stay at the hotel. I said, Dad, I can get a hotel room. You can just stay, you know, I'll pay for it, whatever you want. So you don't have to drive. And he goes, no, 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 I'm going home, I'm going home. And so I was just like, okay. And then it was really late and way later than we normally are up. And we're just like frazzled. We're all tired. We're just in shock. We're and then, you know, Roger was amazing he 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 drove me home and and I was worried about dad and so my brother followed him home because he doesn't live that far from my dad and I said just follow him don't don't you go whatever speed he's going and just then let me know when you get home and they they all got home safe and and then we got home and it was really late and 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 then you know Roger was very tired and he went to bed and then I just I, I just laid in bed and I tried to sleep but I couldn't I kept thinking about what just happened I kept seeing her I kept you know I, I just I couldn't believe it because 24 hours before that I was texting her I was talking to her I was and and less than a day later she was gone from four o'clock and she was gone at 11:20 it was just unbelievable and and I was just, un- I, I just couldn't sleep. I kept sobbing and crying, and it was just uh, unbelievable. And, and, and I thought that today would be a day that I could talk about it, but I realized that this is just, you know, it's just so unbelievable. And, uh, and so I, I just, you know, I was just totally in shock. I'm going in right here. I just wanted to uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, There'll be another one uh, coming up very soon with more information about what has been going on since. Um, I just want to say thank you to all of you again for all the uh, kind words over the last few months and people who have been checking up on me. I just want to say thank you. Um, You can go to my website, ramblerated.com. You can call my common line, 574-807-9171. You can also email me at rambleredhead at gmail.com. So without any further ado, I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you.